This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no Welcome back, my fellow Schwoke Lords. What is going on? Welcome back. It's your boy, Shweezy, a.k.a. the Foreplay King. Back at it again, bringing you the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's going on, everyone? How y'all doing? Uh, things have been looking... Things are weird. I've had... Uh, remember last week we talked about uh, how that day we topped the worst diarrhea that I've ever had in my life. And we concluded, we as an I, concluded that the cause of the problem was food poisoning. Uh, yep, it was food poisoning, and the worst part of it is, I was dieting really good, and I was like, you know what, hell, let's do a cheat day. And I thought that was it, but no, dude. That, but like, I was like so fatigued, just from, I don't know, just how tired I was, was honestly the worst part. Uh, the diarrhea was also pretty bad too. I don't want to. I don't want to like make the diarrhea look out to be like it wasn't the diarrhea's fault. Like that was a that was a big cause. It, it doesn't ma- rank my top list of worst diarrhea unless it was bad. Okay, it has to be bad. Like the number three right now is uh, what was it? Uh, Jersey Mike's and yeah, I just had a Philly cheese stick at Jersey Mike's and it was just like. That's what my body felt like. Uh, the second one is toilets breaking. That's what that sound. That's what that sound is. In case you wanted to know how sounds work, uh, because sounds don't. Or sounds are supposed to be good. If it's coming out, sounds coming out of your body are those supposed to sound good? Because I don't think I've ever had like a decisive answer on that. Like, huh? Let me guess. Uh, is that sound that came out of my body, is that a good sound? And uh, a couple of weeks we're going to do, we're going to talk about chiropractors. I have a, I have a plan. It's gonna, maybe a month or two, but uh, we're going to talk about chiropractors. And there's a big thing with chiropractors that uh, 
lot of people think that chiropractors are like snake oil salesmen and that like the pop they do in your back is just like a placebo and it doesn't actually do shit. And I figured out that there are a lot of chiropractors who are full of shit. Apparently that is an industry that if you need help in, you really got to, uh, not a lawnmower? Did I even, is that, oh, or a plane? I don't know. It's like, it's weird because I'll hear things outside that the mic does not pick up, even though I'm monitoring what the mic is picking up right now. It's super fucking weird. We're talking about food poisoning, diarrhea. Oh, I forgot what I was, I forgot what I was talking about. I guess that's a, that means we have to move on. Shit like that. We're talking about diarrhea and food poisoning. Can't even think, I can't even think about where I was. On that marker. Anyways, though. Yeah, so... If you have food poisoning... I didn't vomit. That was weird. Of course, I don't really vomit much as an adult. I have not... I don't think I've... The last time I vomited... That did not involve alcohol... I want to say was... I was in high school... And... Uh... And I got a little bit on the carpet. I got a little bit on the floor. It wasn't much, but I got a little bit. But I usually, I'm usually like always good at hitting the toilet. You know, always good at getting to the toilet and vomiting. You know, I'm always, I'm always good about that. Uh, yeah. So I'm usually, I'm usually pretty good about vomiting. So, yeah, I don't think I've, yeah, I, I literally haven't vomited. I have vomited since, but it's been a minute since I vomited from that's not included alcohol. Is any, do you, do adults vomit? Are adults, I mean, like, some adults make themselves vomit, and that is not condoned by this podcast. You don't stick your tongue, finger down your throat. I don't even think, I don't even think I've ever been able to even, like, make myself vomit. I've never, I've never made myself vomit. I think, uh, I've gagged a lot. I, I, I can make myself gag, but I've never been able to, like, force myself to vomit. Uh, anyways, though, that's cool story. That's a great way to start, you know, y'all are going through your days and your weeks and, uh, you're just like, huh, wonder what's, wonder what's going on Council Street. And he's like, I haven't vomit. The only time I vomit is when I drink alcohol. So that's a good question I need. I need for everyone here to answer today. Uh, do you vomit as an adult when it doesn't include alcohol? Because yeah, I really think that all my... All my vomiting is because of alcohol. Uh, never vomited from weed, though. Some people... Well, I don't do bong rips. Apparently, if you do bong rips, people, like... this is a big, You can make yourself vomit from, bon, like, uh, weed, but it's like, yeah, bong rips are usually uh, the case there. That's what a lot of people tell me, that... Yeah, that's why I don't hit bon, do bongs anymore. Don't do bongs that often anymore. Like, if bongs are your go-to way of consuming cannabis. Uh, that's cool. I love, I love how a lot of dispensaries, you know, you know, in most states, like when a dispensary starts, it's usually in a state with, uh, where it's just, uh, like medicinal is legal, but like nothing else. So their main clientele is that. But then eventually if usually if medicinal is legalized, you know, what will happen is 
people in the community will get it. And then a lot of people who are against legalizing weed will be like, you know what? It does not, no, they're not really doing anything. Really, like, of all the drugs you don't want people, meth, like, meth, uh, cocaine, crack, uh, actually cocaine, cocaine's the word, like, the business people drugs. Like, I gotta sell stocks. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. Uh, yeah, so cocaine, cocaine is for business people that do cocaine. They do, uh, what else? They, they do, oh, they always, they take, take a lot of pills, you know. What? I can't, I could, you know, I've taken some painkillers, but like, I don't know, I don't get, you know, as was it Marie Kondo would say, it doesn't spark joy. I've not even watched that shit. I, I know she's like, sparks joy. Uh, it just doesn't spark joy. And then you also have to like, if you really like it, you know, like, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the pills, you know, but they've always been like one-offs, you know, uh, you know, it's like, and then it's like, well, if I want this regularly, like, I just want to go to a store and pick them up. Like, that's my favorite. That's why, like, I would smoke weed more now that I'm in a legal state versus uh, before when it's just like whenever a friend has some and is willing to share, you know. Now it's just like, I don't want to, like, you know, you have to go through hoops to get shit, and I don't want to. I make, I sound like a fucking square when I talk about that. But when it's just weed, usually either they're just like a random guy, you know, who sells weed. You know, who tries to be hard, but all they do is sell, like, dime bags and shit. All right, anyways, that's enough talking about drugs, you know. We're, at, we're not talking about drugs. Welcome to Kansas Sweezy Poke. It's our, folks, it's our last week of Pride Month. So, uh, next week, we won't be gay. I'm not gay no more. I'm deli- I was supposed to put that in to the, the soundbar, and I messed that up. So, I get... Congratulations, you played yourself. I get that. That's for me. I'm, so soon, soon we're going to all have to stop being gay. We're all going to have to go back to being straight. We can't drink Bud Light anymore. It's going to be, it's going to be a rough night. We're keep, no more Bud Light. Apparently, apparently gay people like, gay, the transgender people like, uh, like, uh, like beer too. Apparently trans people like beer. So happy, yeah, happy Pride Month. Uh, protect trans kids. That's what we want to say today. That's the... You know how, like, Sesame Street's sponsored by, like, a letter? I don't know how, like, letters have the financial ability to be fucking sponsors on Sesame Street, but that's a story for another day. We're going to protect trans kids. Let's protect trans kids. One, it's a good thing to do, you know, to protect trans kids. Also, it's pop punk. I feel like it's one of the most, you know, pop punk things you can say today because many people see it as controversial. Many people see... Uh, protecting trans kids is controversial. And I say it, it shouldn't be. It's good. So let's all protect trans kids. I got some stickers I put on my, one of my guitars. Uh, so I put, you know, I put my, I put my protect trans kids. I, I don't know. I just like that. Let's protect trans kids because here's what I have to say. Just because your, your gender didn't align with the one you were born with does not mean you deserve to have harm come your way. I'm, like, it's not even, like, a viewpoint thing. Most of my viewpoints are just, like, morality-type shit, you know? Like, you know, I just, like, I shouldn't have to... Exp- like, you know, that's why I don't really like to argue. I just kind of, like... I used to get drunk and just harass Republicans on Facebook. Then they all unfriended me for some reason. I can't understand why I get unfriended by a bunch of conservatives when I, you know, when I make fun of them and prove them wrong. Uh, 
and a lot of them are Christian too. And so I was like, everyone's like, you need to read your Bible. I'm like, I have. That's the problem. I have. And now I'm here to talk about it. So anyways, uh, everyone protect trans kids. If you see a trans kid, neighborhood, neighborhood, get your shield out and your sword. Protect them. That's all I have to say. Uh, that's how they need protecting, with swords. And if they have a gun, make sure your shield can block bullets. I do not know what metal is needed to do that. And it's, you're foolish for asking me what kind of shields block gunfire, because most of my combat skills come from uh, Tears of the Kingdom and Fortnite. So uh, for you, you get, you get the... Congratulations, you played yourself. How the laugh button hit too on that is such a surprise to me because they are nowhere near each other on the soundboard. That's the thing. They're nowhere near each other. Anyways, y'all played yourself and uh, sex to suck. Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. Okay, anyways, though, make sure you're checking out my music uh, wherever you stream music at or buy music, you know, if you're one of those people. Uh, I do have a new song on the horizon. We are getting the, we as in me, getting the final mix done of that too. And then we schedule everything out from there. Yada, yada, yada. Music business. Bullshit. But anyways, though, make sure you follow me on wherever you stream your music at. That way you know when the things drop. And another way to know that is by following me on social media. At the Shweezy, wherever you get social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll pop in. It's usually nonsense every time I pop in there. Uh, make sure you go over to twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. This Thursday, I want to tell you, here's announcement time. Uh, this Thursday, I'll be defeating Tears of the Kingdom. I think I'm going to beat at least the main storyline. I think I'm going to defeat Ganon is what that entails. I got all the temples done, and now it's on to Ganon. So I'm going to be, you know building up my arms and stuff for uh, Ganon, and it's going to be fun. It'll also be the last time I stream for a minute, so I'm going to take a break from streaming, and with Tears of the Kingdom, uh, yeah, that's going to be the sign that, hey, I will be, this is a finale, we're going to be taking a break. When will I come back to streaming? I'm not sure yet. Um, a good possibility will be... The Pokemon Scarlet Violet DLC, so that is something you can look forward to whenever that comes back. Uh, that's probably when I'll get back to streaming, but I want to take a break, at least for a couple months. Uh, I don't know when the DLC comes out. Uh, for I think maybe you said winter this year, and then early next year is when we get part two. So, uh, interesting stuff there, but anyways, though. If you are, are, are subscribed to Shweezy, if you're subscribed, you can still do that and can still financially support me by connecting your Amazon Prime account, but I would say you don't have to. Uh, we're still need to get the... We have Cash App link. We're getting a Cash App and PayPal link set up for you so you can donate there, like our Patreon page. The Patreon page might go away. It might just be a tip jar through PayPal and that shit like that. Maybe I can make myself like a non-profit so y'all can get tax breaks. That'd be hilarious and illegal, but hilarious. I'm a charity. Cancel the Cancel Shweezy charity. That's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so make sure you can find the support there and stuff like that. Make sure you check out our YouTube page if you're on the audio side. Make sure you're uh, subscribed and leave a comment wherever applicable. That way we know. Because I do like to know your thoughts. Even even if you're going to be a dick and disagree with me, I still like to, I still like to know 
And I like to know when I'm wrong, you know? I usually am not, so that's why most of you never probably comment on there that I'm wrong. But, uh, except for, like, the Christians and the conservatives. Also. The two groups that are, like, based or whatever. If you say based to me, if you say bait, like, oh, based, I'm like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. I don't know what that means, okay? I'm almost 30. I don't understand what you... I just learned what cap meant. I just learned what cap meant. And... I'm too, I'm getting too old to be able to keep up. Like, I'm asking friends of mine, like, people who are my friends, their children, what the hell these fucking words mean, and I can't keep up with it anymore. Uh, so, yeah, don't say fucking based on my comments. I'm over it. Uh, so yeah, make sure you leave a review to the show. <laughs> the show. Um, but here's a thought I had. Uh, about society, um, mainly social media. Let's talk about Facebook for a second. So I've come to realize each generation is a little different when it comes to what they share on Facebook. So uh, so let's talk about it here. So I'm going to talk the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z. So uh, the boomers are the ones who over... Boomers and Gen X, I would say. They, they fall in the category, too. They're the ones who overshare way too much. And the funny thing is, the Boomers, for sure, maybe some of the Gen X people, uh, they were raised by... I think before the Boomers, it was the silent generation, which is funny, because uh, if you ever met a Boomer in real life, you know they won't shut the fuck up. So the fact that they were raised by the silent generation is the irony that I really like. Uh, Gen X people, yeah, they like to... They overshare on Facebook, too, you know? Not as much as the boomers, though, but Gen X, like, it's a good 50-50 split uh, on what they share. Now let's get into the youngins, millennials, first, uh, even though some of us are in our 40s. That's We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how uh, our generation... We grew up... We were kids. We grew up... We were like the first generation. We remember our life before social media and after social media. We remember those two worlds. And so, I mean, the other groups do, but we're young and we remember both worlds. We're younger and we remember both worlds, which is super weird. Uh, and we grew up and we used to post stupid shit on the internet all the fucking time. Now most of us have stopped. The mo people who share the most on social media... Um, they're either stupid or they're people who are not trying to be famous and they kind of use Facebook to show their friends and other people what their life is like. That's what they do. And, you know, that's normal because a lot of them have like private accounts too. So they don't just have random creeps like looking at kids or whatever. Ugh. Um, then we're going to Gen Z. Now the young Gen Z, they will post the stupid shit on the internet. I've seen their TikToks. But they're, they are a lot more, they're getting a lot a better education. Because when I was young and social media just started, like, we didn't know what we can and can't do on social media. We didn't know what we should and sh or can and can't do, should and shouldn't do on social media. Uh, but Gen Z is getting that education pretty young. So some of them are posting some shit, but the majority of them are not. So it's always very interesting. So that's that's a weird thought I had on oversharing. Mainly, mainly I just talked about this to make the boomers never shut the fuck up, but somehow they were erased by the silent generation. So, exciting stuff. And, uh, yeah. 
that's that's what that's what we do. Relax, just soda water. Calm your tits. Um, alright, let's jump jump into previous week right now. It's just the news from last week. That's all we're doing. I don't want to spend forever explaining that. Let's just jump into it. This is from ABC Eyewitness News. So someone had to have seen this shit. Uh, 21-year-old law student finds loophole, heads to NBA draft in Brooklyn. What? In just a few days, basketball's brightest young stars are hoping to hear their names called in the NBA draft. Names like Victor Wimbayama, Scoot Henderson. Those are the most opposite names. Victor Wimbayama and Scoot Henderson. (laughs) You know those people grew up on different sides of the world. And Jordan Haber? So I made a bet with my friend, and I made it into the NBA draft. Haber said in a TikTok video posted last month that he gammered over 3 million views. The 21-year-old incoming law student from Florida has never played a single game of college, high school, or even middle school ball, only rec league with friends. But he'll be heading to Barclays Centers in Brooklyn on Thursday to take part in the annual draft. What started out as a joke between friends soon became serious when Haber discovered he met with the conditions to be eligible, like being at least 19 years old and being part of this year's graduating class from a four-year university in the U.S. There's just a bunch of small little things that I ended up meeting, Haber explained, and I sent over an email to the NBA and they got back to me and sent over paperwork right away. Now the lifelong Miami Heat fan is in New York City and is gearing up to meet some of the sport's biggest names. So my friends Michael and Gunner, uh, they only want me to shake Adam Silver's hand, but for me, it's like my TikTok wants me to only meet Wemby and Scoot Henderson, uh, Haber said. So what's next for Haber now that he's found himself in a position that most people can only dream about? I think when I walked into the Barclays Center, I will get pretty emotional just because of how far this has come. It's what you dream of as a kid, like the small chance you get drafted, Haber said after the moral of his story. I want to show people you can do anything if you just set your mind to it. So clearly there is explanations for everything because like I can't imagine you just... can't imagine I can just be like, hello... Hello, sir. Can I please get an application uh, to join the NBA draft? Like, you have to do shit. And question I have here, like, this guy never even played middle school or high school basketball. Like, but he does play with his... That's always weird to me, like, how people are like, I was all play a sport, unless you did a... What men's sports are in the winter? There's, like, my school had quiz bowl, (laughs) wrestling, and... Basketball, those were like the winter sports for women. Quiz bowl and basketball in cheerleading. Uh, you know, women could, yeah, women could do wrestling. There was a certain type of women, there's a certain type of woman who does wrestling, and yeah, I know with wrestling, it's remember the age old problem with like women in the league that it's like you don't want to lose to a woman because it shows signs of weakness, however, you don't want to beat a woman because it makes you look like a dick. And so you're in the middle of all that, and you have to make a decision. I am personally on brand. I would personally be like, I will whoop her ass. But also, I would probably get my ass whooped. If it's a woman wrestler, like, I mean, women typically are smaller, you know, considering, like, the weight thing. Like, they're probably a little quicker, too. I think I would have more strength, but she would have the quickness. Uh 
So you meet some little people, not like little people, but like smaller guys who are just like, yeah, I can move really quick. <laughs> and and they j- have just enough strength with their quickness to really make shit happen for them. So those are always cool things. So I'm always curious, like this guy never even, the most basketball he's played was in rec leagues with his friends. And I always assumed, I guess, I, I don't know much about sports, but I assume that his situation would be that he shows up and no one's going to draft him. Like, I assume that, like, dreams really do come true. Brother, what the fuck are you talking about? You've spent, you spent, okay, all these applications and shit, maybe three hours of your life trying to play in the NBA. Like, these other guys, they've spent their entire life training. They love basketball so much, they spent their entire life training and getting good and trying to get on, working hard to get on good college teams that way the nba will see them and pick them this just dude just fucking rolls up never even playing never even played in middle school and you're like you know what this is my this this is my dream come true buddy this was your dream for like a couple weeks okay i don't know i always get mad when uh, it's like me like with music it's just like oh yeah this guy's famous so he's like i'm gonna be a singer now i'm like and then some of us were, like, working our entire fucking lives, trying to do music, barely get anything, but you can just go ahead. Anyways, that's enough complaining about me. Uh, I mean, interesting stuff. Will he get drafted? Probably not. I would like to know the loophole. I probably should have actually watched his TikTok at the beginning of this, so I'd actually know what to do. So, uh... That's rough, buddy. Sorry you didn't get drafted into the NBA. All right, this one's from Newsweek. We have another segment of... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, where we talk about what the fuck's going on in Garth Brooks' life, because he's a fucking weirdo. Uh, Rob Schneider suggests Garth Brooks shut his mouth about Bud Life. I identify as a fucking threat. Rob Schneider thinks Garth Brooks will do his best to stay out of sensitive debates in the future after the reaction he received from Bud Light boycotters. The comedian, former Saturday Night Live cast member, was speaking about the country singer with Fox News Digital ahead of his comedy special, Woke Up in America, which will air on Fox Nation. Brooks recently told Billboard that he won't be banning Bud Light at his new bar despite other musicians like Kid Rock, Travis Tritt, and John Rich Rich distancing themselves from the brand. Okay, uh, that's not Garth. I think next time he's going to stay out of it, isn't he? I think Garth Brooks next time is going to shut his mouth and he's going to pretend like I don't have anything to do with what beer is chosen in my restaurant, Schneider said. Bud Light and other brands under the parent company Anheuser-Busch InBev have been boycotted since early April after transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney that was sent a personalized can of beer ahead of opening his Nashville bar, Friends in Low Places, Bar, and Honk Tonk. Brooks has confirmed he'll be selling Bud Light alongside all other kinds of beer. A week after these comments, Brooks doubled down during his live stream inside Studio G. He confirmed that he loves diversity, and that meant that all are welcome. To his new bar, a faction of MAGA Republicans has since vowed to throw out Brooks' music over his willingness to stock Bud Light. Schneider said, I think, Schneider said, I think the culture is in a very weird place of hypersensitivity only way or the other, and I think that's why most people shut their mouths. I mean, just from a business standpoint, just shut up. Say, I have nothing to do with it. 
I'm just as susceptible as Garth's ego. You know he had to put this in. Well, I think you know I'm a good person because I did. And it's like, shut up, Schneider said. As I was saying on Fox & Friends this morning, I sound like a baseball player who apologized for upsetting people because he dared give an opinion about what was happening at one of his favorite shopping places, Target. And then he apologized to the fans and friends, and then he still gets booed. So there is no route. There is no road to forgiveness that... that there is no way to make amends. Uh, Schneider said that the said that with the liberals, you're just out. You're out forever, and that's it. You're out. Brooks commented appears comments appear to be indicative of a rift within the country music scene caused by the Bud Light boycott. John Rich, a big and rich, disagreeing with Brooks' stance, but wished him well amid his decision to sell Bud Light at his new bar. Everyone has the right to market their business however they see fit, and Garth is regarded as one of the greatest marketers of all time in country music. I'm sure his new place is beautiful, and I wish him well, he wrote on Twitter earlier in June. Schneider's comedy special, Woke Up in America, is available to stream on Fox Nation now. First of all, I'm not going to watch that fucking stand this, but you know that Sam special's going to fucking suck. And Rob Schneider, to be honest with all y'all, he's not that good. He's not. I don't think Rob Schneider's that good. What what movies has he been in? Deuce Bigelow? That movie's okay. And then Adam Sandler movies, you know? Like, a small part in an Adam Sandler movie. You know? Like, I don't know, he's the he's the anti-woke comedian that your, your uncle likes, you know? And I guarantee... It, first of all, the title of the special is called Woke Up in America. So, the woke part. They're going to make fun of people being woke. Now... I do understand it. Uh, I do understand how, uh, you know, if you're, like, in L.A. or something, like, people are way too, like, the 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 liberals are way too weird in L.A. And it's like, the rest of the country's not really like that much. Like, you have your little liberal hot spots, but it's not L.A. It's not California. It's like, most of the time we're, we're you know, we're saying, like, protect trans kids because kids are getting murdered in the street. Uh, it's not that, it's not like a fifth grade teacher accidentally not, accidentally, like, assuming everyone's gender, you know, in the class, even though, I don't know, if you're a teacher and someone's like, I'm non-binary, you're, you're gonna remember that, you know, if you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be a good person, you're gonna, you're gonna remember that shit, but, uh, but yeah, for some reason, like, LA is, like, way too, was like, uh, actually, trans men can have babies, so that's being really transphobic. I'm like, shut up. Just shut up, you know? So shut up about that shit. I'm like, I'm as liberal as... I'm probably as liberal as can be, and I'm like, I'm, I'm telling them to shut the fuck up. Uh, actually, I, I kind of looked into it. Uh, I could be wrong, but for the most part, I'm looking at, uh, like, bars in downtown Nashville or... Lower Broadway, as I like to call them, because Broadway's an actual long street. Uh, the only places I think that actually, there's only, the only places downtown I've heard, Redneck Riviera, which I don't know if that's, if that location is downtown, or if that's the one by Opry, Opry Mills. Uh, but, yeah, Kid Rock's place did get rid of Bud Light, clearly. If you saw that fucking, he went out, bought Bud Light, let's talk about it. He went out, he went out of his house, drove down somewhere, bought Bud Light, brought it back to his home, set it up on a little table so he could shoot it, okay? That's what Kid Rock did. That's how much he hates Bud Light. He went out and bought it. 
<laughs> so we could blow it up. That's what that's what that's what Kid Rock did. Uh, so the one with yeah, Redneck Riviera in Kid Rock's place. And then I heard Travis Tritt. He they don't have Anheuser Busch stuff on their tours anymore in their green room. That's all I know. I don't know of any other bars, but like yeah. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago, but Anheuser Busch owns a shit ton of like beer companies. Like they own a lot. Like sometimes, like it's like I'm drinking this beer because it's not Bud Light. I'm like it's owned by the same company. They just a lot of times, you know, companies will buy a product but just keep it, keep it around, you know, like because it's like oh we bought we bought your company. However, you guys are still making sales. And uh, it still keeps people employed, you know, so it looks good on us just to keep everything the way it is. We just get money for it now. <laughs> the, the difference is where the money goes. Uh, and a lot and a lot of it goes to us, you know. So, um, so yeah, so trying to boycott Bud Light, it, it'll be hard. And I bet a lot of people who are boycotting Bud Light, or they may boycott Bud Light, but they, but they think they're going to boycott Anheuser-Busch products. They're probably already failed. Just to be honest with you, they probably already failed. Uh... But yeah, uh, next to this fucking Rob Schneider special, you know it's gonna be fucking Republican jokes the whole time. Oh, people, people get mad that I uh, called them by the wrong gender. You have a penis. You're a man. Ha 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 ha. Jokes. <laughs> like just shitty. Like, do you know I'm not gonna call someone in a dress a woman? Just because they're wearing a dress and they were born as a man, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm strong and tough. Like, shut the fuck up. So, you know, hearing that fucking Fox Nation shit, you like, you know, this special is bad. Do we, is, uh, do we have a IMDb page for it? Uh, Rob Schneider woke up in America. There we go. And. First episode, date, June 18th. Okay, it's not. Where are the reviews for this shit? 6.5 out of 10. Uh, I guess Republicans don't use the internet too, but 3 out of 5 stars. 16, <laughs> only 16 reviews on IMDb. So I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we know what happened here. <laughs> um, anyways, though. Yeah, um, what do I have to say about Garth? Uh, Garth shut his mouth. He does need to shut his mouth. I, I agree with Rob Schneider there. He needs to shut his mouth. He says the weirdest goddamn shit I've ever heard in my life. So I do agree with him. He needs to shut his mouth. But not because of Bud Light, just because he's that. Um, how I want to end this, though, is that if we find out Rob Schneider's dead in the next couple days or has, quote-unquote, gone missing, I'm going to say this here. We know who the pro- we know who did it, but it also I don't think I don't think he's gonna disappear because Garth is very good. When Garth goes for the kill, he doesn't just he doesn't go for he's not gonna go for someone famous. He's gonna go he's gonna if you're doing a serial killer one on one, you're gonna go someone without a lot of family, without a lot of friends. You know they have just a small group of people. Even that maybe they could be a loner or whatever. You know those are the people you get. So I bet Garth looks at those. Uh, at concert t- sales for, like, you know, single tickets. That's who he goes for. That is who he goes for, for his kills. So everyone be careful of Garth Brooks. If you're going to a Garth Brooks concert, everyone, if you're going to his Las Vegas residency, please be careful, okay? Just please, please be careful out there. It's it's, it's scary out there, okay? And uh, don't, don't play yourself either, okay? Congratulations, you played yourself. 
<sighs> All right, last article we got here uh, from Fox 11, Los Angeles. Uh, stepson billionaire killed on Titanic sub defends attending Blink-182 concert to cope. The stepson of British billionaire Hamish Harding is defending his recent decision to attend a Blink-182 concert during the high-stakes search for his stepfather and four others aboard the Titanic tour submersible. In an update Friday, the U.S. Coast Guard confirmed all five people on the Titan were believed to be dead after the vessel suffered a catastrophic implosion near the Titanic wreckage site. Brian Saz, that's, that's as close as I'm going to get, spoke out on social media following morning backlash in response to his attendance at the group's concert earlier this week. Yes, I went to to Blink-182 last night, Sazaz wrote on his Instagram stories, June 20th, alongside a photo of him at the venue. What am I supposed to do at home and watch the news? Not sorry, this band has helped me through hard times since 1998. Sazaz, who is from San Diego, described himself as a recording-slash-mixing engineer. According to his Facebook page, he attended San Diego State University. Since the controversy, Sazaz claims he has been stalked by creepy reporters in San Diego and even received a call from Tucker Carlson. Uh, Sazaz, who had allegedly shared news of the concert on his social media on June 19th, apparently captioning the news as, might be distasteful being here, but my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show, as it's my favorite band and music helps me in difficult times. He later deleted the post, noting that his mom asked me to delete all the related posts. Thanks for the support. Sazaz expressed his gratitude to Blink-182 band members Tom DeLong, Travis Barker, and Mark Hoppus on Twitter. So, um... First of all, if you've this is the first near news you've heard of Sazaz, Brian Sazaz, Sazaz. I think it's Sazaz, right? That sounds right. Uh, I'm gonna say here uh, he has been milking this shit, and he's a recording mixing engineer, so he's one of my type of people. That's that's the unfortunate shit. He's one of my type of people. I do agree with him though. I do have to say, like. Him going to a Blink-182 concert, I'm like, it's not going to bring his stepdad back. It's also his stepdad. Is it one of those good stepdads or one of those just normal stepdads? You know, he's like, it's not your dad, but you're just nice to him and shit like that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't blame him. Like, the, the submarine imploded. Like, he, I think, you know, just, you know, last year I had a family member die and I gotta say, sitting around and doing nothing is definitely not a good thing to do. Like, keeping yourself distracted, you know, is always a good sign to to get through shit like that. So, I don't necessarily blame him for doing that. Like, it's not like they're doing a search party. Like, he could have been helping. Like, um, I don't think he should have been. Apparently, no one should be doing that. Apparently, no one of that shit. Uh, but a lot of people are talking about how... Like, everyone on this vessel, one with, was it Ocean Gate? Which is funny, because it sounds like Watergate, but it's Ocean Gate. One of the big things is that it's it's quarter of a million dollars to even be able to get on this submarine, to even go down to see the Titanic. So, like, a lot of these people... I've seen some, I watched the documentary, someone posted the clips on TikTok, that's how I saw that shit. Uh, they posted the documentary on their... Uh, yeah, on TikTok, and it showed, like, what they do and stuff like that, and, uh, yeah, like, some people are actually, like, they love the Titanic so much, they fucking saved money from their entire lives to do it, so there's some of those people, so we're not talking about those people, we're talking about the rich assholes, like, huh, I have $250,000 I don't need, uh, I'm going to go ahead and see the Titanic in the sketchiest submarine to ever exist, first of all, 
Like the guy, the the owner of it brags. He brags about how he's bragging how he cut corners and it's all jolly rigged together and he controlled the thing with the goddamn Logitech uh Xbox style PC controller. <laughs> Which, like, I think about it, you know, I mean, if you don't know your game controller, all that really is is I think the joysticks are a little different, but the buttons on it, they're just kind of like keyboard inputs, you know? Like how your keyboard works is basically that, but it's in the shape of a controller and programmed that way. So basically he's just guiding it with a $30 controller. And then he had the little, and he's like, I modified. And like, I don't know how much he can actually modify. I mean, you, you modify it from like a computer, you wouldn't modify it from the controller i don't know i don't have one of those things because they're they're shit one of those logitech controllers are shit um yeah and he had little little pointer things on it to control the ships i don't think that was the problem but i think it's funny how <laughs> you fucking you could see the, they like showed a picture of the wreckage and that fucking controller is just fucking down at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> i hope no one I hope one day they can do real tours of the Titanic with like a real submarine, <laughs> not like fucking, not like some fucking carbon fire fiber tube that looks like a flashlight. It looks like a flashlight. Okay, first like ten times I saw the photo of it, I thought it was a flashlight. Okay, like why? Who threw their flashlight underwater? You know. So, um, yeah. So there's a lot of things going against it. I don't think. I would not wish for them to die, especially not, like, an underwater thing like they did and they got imploded on. I I think all I can say is Karma, the My Name is Earl brand of Karma, uh, will catch up to you because, as they say, no one becomes a billionaire or a millionaire, what, I don't know. No one becomes a billionaire unless you do unethical things. Like, really... Like, you gotta do a lot of unethical things to become a billionaire. And, uh, these billionaires had to have done unethical things. So I, I just say, I don't say they deserved it. I don't say they didn't deserve it. I'm just saying karma caught up to them. I think karma caught up to them. And, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, we can all say. Congratulations, you played yourself. But then I thought thought of some jokes, and uh, I like the idea of like, oh, my stepdad died. Uh, let's go. Let's listen to some Blink One Eighty Two. And then I'm thinking of all the Blink One Eighty Two songs that would be funny to hear if your dad or your stepdad just died in a submarine accident. So I'm thinking about the Blink One Eighty Two songs. <clears throat> Where are you? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, it's like. Uh, what was the other one, uh, Adam song? I never thought I'd die alone. I laughed the loudest <laughs> known. So here's your holiday. Hope you enjoy it this time. Gave it all away. Uh, fate fell short this time. Your smile fades in the summer. They also have a song called Man Overboard, too. Fuck. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turn, twat. That was probably the only neutral song of the evening. So here's your holiday. Uh, that's about the time you walked away from me. 
That'd be funny if this dude was 23 years old. <laughs> um, let's go. Don't wait. This night's almost over. I don't know if that one works as well. Um, bored to death and fading fast. Life is too short to last long. <laughs> oh boy. Those are funny. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So Hulu made a documentary on Hillsong called The Secrets of Hillsong. First of all, I want to talk about, before I get into anything this documentary is about, let's talk about the logo that they made for the series. What the fuck is this? Who who said this was okay? I hate fucking designs like this. Designs like this just annoy the shit out of me. Because it looks like... Because it looks... Because I'm like trying to figure out how in the hell I'm supposed to fucking read this shit. And it's like... Is it the secrets of Hillsong or is it Hill the secret of song? That, it looks like it's Hill the secret of song. That's what it looks like I'm fucking watching right now. That looks like what I'm gonna about to get myself into is the Hill the secret of song. So, yeah. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. You know what the fuck we're watching. So that 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 annoyed me. That was a big problem. Going that that took a little bit of time to get over. But I was watching, yeah, but 
Discovery Plus released a documentary last year on Hillsong, and a lot of this covered. I think even one part in this documentary, they showed footage from that documentary. It's like, what the hell are we doing now? I do know, like, Dis- Discovery, you know, before they were, like, with Warner Brothers, they used to make documentaries that were kind of similar to what another company was making. Somehow they got to it first, but but this one also had more updated stuff added to it as well, like stuff that's happened in the past year after that documentary came out. So uh, this was good. I this was a lot better than it than that other documentary, but I guess yeah, this one was way better. It was on Hulu, produced. Uh, I was it aired on FX and it was produced by Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair usually. Uh, I don't know if y'all, if it's fake news or not, but they usually put some quality into their work, and so, uh... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I already knew a lot of this stuff, but, uh, I'm here to say that we, we learned a lot more. Uh, so this is a four-part series, um, uh, about Hillsong. They go over, you know, their start... Uh, their rise to glory, uh, and then controversy, which I've, I've, you know, I've been in church. I, I was probably in church around 23, 24 years of my life. And I gotta tell you, there's always fucking controversy, drama. It's oh, it always, it's always in church. Like church should be the last place to have controversy, uh, because you're supposed to be, in your eyes, you're supposed to be the good good guys. And, yeah, the big, you know, and it's different from, like, you know, churches like, yeah, I, you know, I saw I saw a 24-year-old girl with a nice little tight body, and it made me want to have sex with her. It's nothing like that <laughs> that the Christians get bad at. It's stuff like, yeah, I cheated on my wife, and when I broke up with this girl, I said, you have nothing, you know? And I bankrupt people, and I ruin their careers, and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're talking about that. The big thing that this documentary has that the other documentary does not have is actual interviews from Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz, who you may know, uh, had a dick V. You know, he worked out, he looked good, and he had a dick V. And TikTok decided to block that video that I posted talking about it. And I gotta say, TikTok, you literally let people post videos of prolapsed anuses. I've seen multiple prolapsed anuses, and I'm gonna tell you, I don't think kids should see that shit. But you allow that shit from Howie Mandel. However, though, I post a picture and talk about Carl Lentz's dick V, and at the end of the day, that's a positive thing. Dude, dude looks good. And I was saying positive things. Just I've never seen. I was like, I never saw a pastor with a dick viva whore. And TikTok's like, we can't have you be fucking spreading this nonsense. Oh, prolapsed anus, go ahead. Fuck you, TikTok. But also, thank you for entertaining me. So they got interviews from Mr. Dick V himself, Carl Lentz, and his wife Laura. And uh, I will talk about them in a little bit. Uh, but first, let me go back into. Uh, let me give you a little background on, try to give a good background on anything, a summarized background of what is going on and what what has been going on with the Hillsong, why they're so controversial, and why they're pure fucking evil to the church. So, 
So I guess uh, this, this documentary really gets into Brian Houston. And basically what happens, I guess his dad was a pastor at a church. And then he, Brian Houston, took over. And then he was really focused on the music. And I guess they came up with the name Hillsong. And then Hillsong, the music, you know, all the music group and, you know, whatever they have there, they all, uh, they just decided to name the church after that because it got so popular. It's just the Hillsong Church. That's basically where it was. I remember the Kansas City one of that, and I had a lot of friends who went to. Uh, people don't really talk too much these days. Um, that's for sure. And I don't know if they still go there. Uh, they're not the best examples of Christians in the world. It's just well, you know, most of the terrible people I terrible people I know really into church. So, and they're like, I want my kid going to a private Christian school. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool little brainwashing there. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they talk a lot about Brian Houston. So yeah, they became big from that. Uh, and it made Brian Houston probably one of the biggest pastors in the world. I would say probably the biggest pastor in the world. I, I mean, Hillsong is huge. Like, I thought I always thought Hillsong, Hillsong is always huge. Like, if you look at Christian radio or whatever, it's like, it's always them. And they always do live albums because live albums are really cheap to make. Like, <laughs> live albums really, besides, unless you do, a, it depends on how much you do after it was recorded, but... Theoretically, a live album is just you record a band playing live and then you release that. Where like a studio version is you're possibly working hard just to get really good takes and everything like that and make everything like polished and perfect. Where live, you don't really have to do that. You just play and things go from there. Sometimes you come back. A lot of people come back in and overdub shit, but I don't know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, and the big thing is then Brian Houston created Hillsong. Then Carl Lentz came along. Carl Lentz was just, like, really cool guy, dresses really cool, and basically what is the millennial celebrity pastor. Like, he baptized Justin Bieber. He knows a lot of other celebrities, so he is, like, the celebrity pastor. And so, like, that. What happened was, we talked about in the other documentary, and they talked about in this one, where Carl Lentz was caught cheating on his wife and having an affair. The, even, the, other, the other documentary interviewed the girl he cheated on, and she was like, yeah, he was like, when they broke up, I was like, you have nothing, but I still have my family. I'm like, what? That's kind of shitty. He was kind of shitty there. Talked about how, like, his old church before he was, before he became, like, a mega pastor or whatever, uh, he basically was very, really terrible to people who admitted, like, a couple who admitted they had sex before marriage. Ooh. Man proposes and God disposes. You know, <laughs> speaking of God. And so, yeah, and then basically what happened was, you know, Carl, Carl did some shitty things and he got fired from his job for doing a shitty thing. And really, continuing on here, it really shows from there how shitty megachurches are because they only, they're really just a way for people to make money. It's like a great way for someone to make money. I know typically I wouldn't say going into being a pastor for money, but if you get a job at a megachurch, especially if you get a job, and I will say this because Nashville is where uh, the Christian music industry exists. So if like you're, if you get, if you can be like a worship pastor or even a head pastor at like a big church in Nashville, you're fucking set. You're making, uh, you're making uh, six figures at least. You're at least making six figures as a, as a pastor, which like I always think that. I always assume that if you go into ministry, you're not doing it for the money. You basically take a paycheck just so, 
Like, you can survive, usually. And these people do it to become rich, and because they're narcissists. A lot of pastors are narcissists, which leads me into, you know, the big, big interviews with Carl and Laura, because I was like, yeah, Carl is just probably a narcissist, you know? Uh, you know, and I know I'm watching, watching it through the TV, and everything's edited, and everything from there. But Carl seems like he's trying to do better, you know? I still believe he's he believes in the Christian thing, which that's that's for another time. But he really is he really is trying to he does seem like he's trying to do better. Uh he tried he just decided to stop doing being a whole like a celebrity or whatever. He works at a job in like advertising. They showed that in the job. The thing with his job in advertising is he still dresses the same for the most part. Probably the price tag is a lot lower on uh on his clothing, like the, probably the price of his clothing has gone down, I would say, but overall, he's still kind of dressed the same, and, you know, I'm gonna be honest with a lot of you, you don't have to spend a lot of money to dress good, like, it does not take, people are like, I have to wear a Versace and stuff like that, I'm like, no, even actual rich people don't dress like that, they dress nice, but they, you know, you can dress well, pretty, without spending a ton of money, uh, that, I think that's just really true, and I think Carl still dresses nice, but he, he just stands out, because he looks like a, he looks like a, a hip pastor still, uh, still like running around and stuff like that. But him and Laura are still together and they still have their kids together, which is, which is, I always think is interesting to hear. You know, I'm not married or divorced or anything like that, but like when, you know, when like an affair happens in, in a marriage and the couple decides to work through and I'm like, and get, stay together. I'm like, it's very interesting. Uh, I think that really, that really does show, that really does show like, I don't know if it's love, maybe like a good partnership or whatever. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um, and like, she had every right to divorce him, but like she didn't, they work, they're working it out, you know? They're probably still working working through it. I mean, it's just happened how it is and stuff like that. So that's cool. So is Carl Lentz a good person now? Um, on In the public, he he's trying to do better, but is he better? I don't know. I don't know the guy, so... Sorry, maybe it was, I mean, Justin Bieber likes him. I don't know if that changes anything, but I think he still likes him, you know? Um, here's the big T on the series, though, and I think this is the really interesting thing. So, the Hillsong Church, like, Brian Houston and probably a ton of other people, and, like, and yeah, they give examples of other people, like, one guy, like, groped a woman, you know? Like, he was, like, but he was, like, in a position where, like, he got drunk and students weren't allowed to get, it was, like, the Hillsong School in Australia, Thought about going to that one, at one point. I knew a guy who went. And I don't know him anymore. I just knew a guy who went. And you know what? I'm glad I didn't, you know? One of those church jobs would have been nice, but like a, you know, a church worship pastor job. I don't know if I'd probably just shoot myself in the fucking brain having to be like, you are holy. And then like hearing Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. And I'm like, have you, have you tried jerking off? Even, even a bad jerk off, you know? Still comes out okay, you know? You know? Like, you're like, save sex until marriage. Save sex for, like, maybe someone you care about, and it's not wanting to be with you or be around you for sex, you know? That's a, that's a good strategy. But, like, Brian Houston, he's been having scandal after scandal after scandal, and the church just covered it up. Which, you know... When you think about you think about that, you're like, yeah, probably he's the leader of the thing. They're probably going to cover up shit like that. But however, when Carl Lentz went through his scandal, the church immediately fired him for like, was it moral, 
for moral failures, I think is what they said. But Brian Houston has been doing this fucking shit forever. Like he's at least, I don't know if it's assaulted or came on really weird, you know, because I, I never know with that because some, if like a guy hits on you or acts weird around you, that's one thing. And, but it's like when you intentionally grope and the woman feels uncomfortable and shit like that, you know, there's a line, you know, and you know, and I think he, he clearly, he probably crossed the line. I don't know how far he crossed the line, uh, and shit like that, but he's been doing that forever, and the church has been covering it up and, like, paying out people. It's crazy to think how Brian Houston handled Carl, probably because Carl was about, probably going to start his own, probably do his own thing and break off from Hillsong, you know? And he's like, I got to plan a church. We got to reach everyone. And, you know, I think he, like, he intentionally wanted to be a New York pastor, so, like, he would stay in New York, and, you know, I don't know. I don't even know, and, like, he would have taking money away from Hillsong, so that's why, that's really why they fired him, but, you know, it's weird that just fucking Brian Houston is doing that same stuff. He also, he's also been doing a ton of other stuff. First of all, his dad, and this is also a controversial thing, so his dad, Frank Houston, uh, who was the past, who was like a pastor before, I don't know if it was the same church or not, but I think it was, you know, at least a branch of it, and that became, that Hillsong became, uh, their founder, Frank, he was a known pedal. He, and he always assaulted, it's always boys. Why is it always boys? You know, I was, you know, you think being, you know, think, do you think like that, the fact that like we're more open to being gay now will stop little boys from getting, it's not going to, but like, and I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's like the whole sexuality thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess it'll probably still happen, but like people, like guys were like very scarred from this shit. Like they're out a Bible study at their house, a kid here asleep and all of a sudden fucking creepy old Frank just, breathing on he, he clearly breathes with his mouth if you look at a picture of frank houston he clearly breathes with his mouth and uh it's fucking disgusting and yeah you go in there and just fucking do gross shit with ugh. i don't know pedophilia just makes me feel gross does everyone feel that way i hope that's a normal feeling to be like grossed out by pedophilia because i don't know just like ugh, it makes me feel like watching that fucking jared fogel documentary just makes you want to it's just gross I don't like feeling gross, you know? It's like, I don't know, like your shower. You know, like that feeling when you haven't taken a shower? Oh, let's go two days without a shower. It's like that, but like your brain. It's disgusting. But so basically, they're basically saying that Brian Houston has known about his sexual assaults uh, for, for a long time now, and he's been knowingly covering it up. And, you know... And so he's he's going to trial for it, and he said they also said at the end of every episode the reason why Brian they said Brian Houston did not get interviewed because of mainly legal troubles, you know. And you know if clearly if you're if you're like in court with something, like don't talk to anyone about about your shit. Just do whatever your lawyer tells you to do. And you're like, I think it would be better if I did this. I think your lawyer, uh, hopefully, if you hired a good lawyer, I think he probably knows better than than you. So so. Uh, yeah, so knowingly coming up, and I don't know, like, you find out your dad's, a, like, a pedophile, like, what do you, what do you even do in that situation? It's like, you know, because your heart tells you, I'm like, that's my dad. I don't want my dad to go to jail, but your dad did some gross shit, you know? It's a, it's a very weird, like, morally you say, like, yeah, my dad deserves to go to jail because he did all this gross stuff, and he deserves that. But at the same time, you're like, but that's my dad, though. He never did that to me. And, like, that's one thing, too. It's like, he never did it to me. And, you know, like, 
the relationship you still have with your father is still there unless he's like doing shit to you. It's a very weird thing. But the worst thing Brian Houston the worst thing about Brian Houston of all of it is his voice. His voice is so fucking ugh. Makes me cringe hearing his voice. It's like low he speaks I don't I think I'm trying to figure out I don't know exactly but he he clearly there's clearly something going on with his voice because uh, there is something like if I'm speaking with more energy in my voice, you'll notice my voice decides uh, that it'll go a little higher, and maybe it'll be like this too. Like maybe I'm talking like this, but if I'm kind of talking quietly or whatever, my voice usually goes lower because I'm not using my voice as much because it takes more effort to use my upper register than my lower register. As just seeing an example here, so what Brian Houston is doing, he's basically doing. Some form, was it uh, vocal? Fr- He's doing some form of a vocal fry. And even even normally, vocal fry is kind of annoying me. It's hard to, it's hard to listen to people talk with a vocal fry. Very Californian, I guess, Australian, New Zealand, whatever. But like, so he's speaking with a vocal fry. Australian accent, and his voice is already not that good. So it's, his just voice is just so bad to listen. I don't understand how anyone, like how the hell... He became a billionaire, and to be honest with you, preaching, you're basically just doing a Bible TED Talk at the end, and for Brian, it's like basically a fundraiser for him to be a billionaire. Like, that's basically what he did, did TED Talks for. And so how, like, he created a following himself to get so many people just to listen to him talk with how fucking awful his voice is, he needs a vocal coach. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking at a point, like, his voice, to me, does not sound like that healthy. Maybe it's some vocal damage. I don't know. He does, I, it has been told he does, uh, what? He does have, uh, like a bit of a temper. So I bet he probably could have damaged it from yelling, stuff like that. So anyways, if anyone knows anything about Brian Houston's voice, please tell me because I fucking hate it. I think his voice sounds gross. Like sounds so bad and it's bad. Uh, what else did Brian Houston do? Oh yeah. He tried to hit on women, cheat on his wife. And, you know, and then obviously scandals with other people and cover-ups and stuff like that. But, yeah, so Brian Houston's a piece of shit. And uh, you can you can clearly tell, like, I don't know if Carl Lentz is a narcissist, but 100%, I, I know 100% Brian Houston. He's 100% a narcissist and a terrible person. So if you're still, you know, checking out Hillsong and still enjoy their music or their pastors or their church or their, you know, whatever the fuck they do these days... Because they have, like, gone downhill a lot. Like, you know, they're built on pedophilia. Uh, Oh, yeah, and let's not forget that uh, basically all their church funds went to, like, luxury shit that he was doing, you know? Like, and they were keeping, like, receipts. Like, oh, yeah, Brian needed this $300,000 watch, so we had to use the church money to get it. Like, that's how we ministers to people. Like, you know? And uh, people are going to be like, you're just a hater. Like, let's let's talk about it. Didn't Jesus say it's easier for a camel, was it the camel to walk through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get to heaven? Like, the Bible, like, is clear. It's like, it's so clear about, like, how rich people, it's hard for someone who's rich to go to heaven. And I think we talked about this earlier in the episode. There is no ethical way to become a billionaire. There, if you, if you are a billionaire, you did a lot of unethical things. And like you, you know, and you hurt a lot of people on your way to get that billion dollars. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, these people are just 
awful and annoying and the worst human beings to ever exist. So I saw this and I wanted to talk about it. It's BuzzFeed had a list. I'll just, I'll just, let's, uh, let's see if we can get a thumbnail. Okay, I think maybe that's the thumbnail. Maybe we'll see what the thumbnail is. Um, let's just go right into it. Do, 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 do. Okay. 18 of the most ridiculous, pointless, and absolutely baffling trends that have ever existed in human history. So someone on BuzzFeed asked, found an Ask Reddit, which is not much different from what I do on this show. Um, just ridiculous trends and... Uh, Stuff like that. So let's go through these. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this, and I'm going to see what's going on. All right. Uh, we don't need to read that. Uh, the gallon smashing prank, where a person would purposely drop gallons of milk in a grocery store while making it look like an accident, leaving a huge mess for some poor supermarket employee to clean up. Yeah, that's just fucking mean. Do you, if it's... I never liked those... If it's a trend where, like, you're making... You're just going to ruin someone's day... You know, I don't think it's a good, it's not a good, first of all, it's not a good prank. Uh, the best pranks, are, I think the best pranks are they're like small in repercussions, you know, like nothing bad's going to happen, but like once you figure out it's a prank, it's just like, that was good, you know, that's what a good prank is. You're like, if it happens to you, you're like, you're upset, you're like, ah, oh, I fell for it, and you're like, that was good, you know, that's what I believe a good prank is, and uh yeah, and I always feel bad. Like, I don't like fucking messing with, like, retail or grocery workers or fast food workers. I'm like, their job already sucks. Don't don't make it worse. Don't be a dick, you know? Licking stuff at the grocery store and putting it back. I remember that trend. I remember... I want to say COVID killed that one. Did, didn't COVID kill that prank? But at the same time, though, like, I don't... Like, if you go to a smaller grocery store... They'll be able to do it, but like the grocery stores I go to, like one of them's Walmart. And Walmart, Walmart grocery shop. Getting groceries at Walmart fucking sucks. I know some people think that, like, you save money there, but I don't even know how much money you actually save by going to Walmart. You know, it's like it's just a horrible shopping experience. Like when you have to get groceries at Walmart, it's a horrible experience. Um, you're like, oh, is it because everything's cheap? No, like Aldi's cheap, and I have a fine, like Aldi Trader Joe's. Those places are fine to shop at. Like, it's not a it's not a big deal at all. But, like, Walmart is just like, it's fucking, I don't know what makes Walmart just fucking suck. To get, it's just for groceries, you know? I mean, it already does suck at Walmart. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, I can go to Walmart and, you know, look at the games, at the, the switching Xbox sections, and like, electronics and stuff like that. Get some, you know, whatever I need for a guitar project. Like, some guitar project stuff is just stuff you can get at, uh, stuff you just find at, uh, you know? at Walmart, but, I don't know, groceries just fucking suck at Walmart, dude, for real, and don't, don't fucking lick stuff, because I think the cameras will catch you, and don't do that, I heard something that's like, at Walmart, they'll let you walk out with stolen goods, but, like, they have cameras everywhere, so it's like, they'll have your car tags, they'll figure everything out, and do what they need to do, so, that's why, you know, when, as everything's moving, I don't know, I don't know, that's a, that's a controversial talk for another day. Uh, for me, I'll never be able to process the fad from the Victorian era of eating Egyptian mummies. Never will that shit not send me right back to pure disbelief, horror, and confusion. Alright. Uh, I don't even like onions, dude. There's a lot of shit that normal people like and I don't. You know? And, like, 
stuff that like just will make me gag. Like, you know, and it's not like not like inedible food. It's just like like they used to cook this spinach at my elementary school and it looked so gross and smelled so gross. And it was back then, like they just put every food on your tray and if you didn't eat it, you just threw it out. Pretty wasteful, you know. It was it was the early two thousands. Um and like I had to get like an extra napkin just to cover that up so I didn't vomit all over the 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 school cafeteria. And you know what? You know what? Didn't throw up at that I don't think I've ever thrown up at school. Have I? No, I don't think I've thrown up at school. Good for me. Good time for me. The fact that eating a fucking mummy I don't I get gag at real food. Eating a mummy did that even taste good? What was the fucking point of that shit? What was the point of that shit, you know? Like, for real. What was the point? Here. That may be one of the biggest, dumbest fucking trends of all time. Uh, oh, they have a have a thing. It was even longer than that Europeans started eating mummies. Ew, in the 12th century, for medicinal purposes, the Victorians definitely kicked it up a few notches, though. Instead of just eating mummies to cure what ailed them, they also made paint out of them and hosted parties to unwrap them. The paint, I get the paint. Well, then they also made paint out of uh, man paint. Okay, that's not the worst thing. <laughs> well, I'm fine with that. Eating that shit. Ugh. Remember, just everything was was healthy. You know, it's like, well, looks like you got ghosts in your blood. Here, pop some eat some leeches on your skin and uh, sm- uh, take some cocaine. You'll be you'll feel better. Drink some Dr Pepper. You'll you'll be better. Uh, yeah, dude. People are still using leeches, and they're like, yeah, leeches, it cleans out your blood. Shut the fuck up, dude. I would say pulling pranks on random people in public. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird pulling pranks on people you don't know. Or, unless you're, like, doing a weird thing, like, you clearly have a camera out. Like, there's this one guy, who I don't look like, by the way, he's a bigger guy. Um, he, he basically does, he walks around, he's like, would you like $20 or spin on the wheel? And if they say $20 and, and she's spinning the wheel and stuff like that, you know, like when you see that, you know, they'll usually ask you, but like, and then maybe a little prank will go from there. But yeah, actually, yeah, you know, I don't know. You got to prank people. You're not fucking Joey salads over here. Gender reveal parties, especially the ones with fire. Yeah, um, that's called white people shit, and as a white person myself, I can say that I hate I hate anyone who has a gender reveal party. Like, I had a gender reveal party? Well, I fucking hate you. And you're like, but we've been friends for 20 years. Still, I can still hate you and be your friend, you know? It's like, yeah, he's one of my best friends. I fucking hate him, though, you know? Here's, what, here's, here's how you do a gender reveal party, okay? You go to the doctor, okay? You, you go to the doctor. They find out the gender of the baby, and then they tell you. That's a gender reveal party, you know? You know, having like a, you know, save that shit for the baby shower, you know? It's like, we have to have a whole separate party to figure out the baby of this one kid who we're going to have another kid in like two years and we're not going to like that kid anymore, you know? Like, it's like, you're old new. I don't want to play with you anymore. I got a new baby. You're just an annoying fucking toddler. Uh, six, at-home x-rays. In the late 19th century, people would get together to x-ray each other for fun, exposing themselves to huge amounts of radiation. Oh, yeah, because I was like, what? I was like, isn't, isn't x-rays, like, too many x-rays bad for you? Uh, because, like, yeah, I guess, you know, like, every once in a while, or, like, when you need an x-ray, you know, I think it was, what do they do, how do they do x-rays now? Do they still use, like, x-radiation, the ray means radiation. And not all radiation's bad for some people, but 
you could just have an. I never thought people would just have an X-ray machine at home. And be like, let's all let's see what your bones look like. <laughs> let's see what your bones look like. Like what? That's just that's dumb. It's a good thing we learned that. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that all the time. You shouldn't be X-raying yourself all the time. Uh, that's funny. You're like, oh, okay. Does that make sense? As far as fashion, the tiny little mustache trend that everyone wore, it was printed on everything for a solid year or two and was just cringe in general. Dude, it was fucking cringe in general. The sad part was some of those, some hot girls liked it. And so for guys, we had to just deal with it. it yeah, for the most part, I would say it was, was like a girl trend. They're like, they, they fucking got a tattoo. Some girls fucking legit got a mustache tattoo on their finger so they could put it underneath their nose and be like, <laughs> I have a mustache. <laughs> Aren't I funny and quirky? And let's be honest with you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell all the fellas a little secret here if you're, for the dating out there. If she has a mustache tattoo on her finger or on her car or she likes to draw one on a lot and you find pictures of that, I'm going to tell you something. You found a woman who has zero personality because the fucking mustache shit, fucking little put on my little finger. (laughs) I'm so funny. You're like girls who, I don't know, this is going to be weird for the audio listeners who like, they make this say, if you, if you're watching, you saw that face, like girls do that face when they think they're funny. It's like, (laughs) they're making a funny face. This chick is hilarious. You know, I'm not, you know, and I have to say, I think women are funny. I've been known to say that. I have said that before. You can find it. But, like, it's just like, there's a lot of guys who aren't funny either. You know, kind of, you know, they're annoying. Shit like that. Uh, the Devious Lick. Um, There was this trend of kids ripping anything they could on from the walls of their schools and stealing it. They would steal anything from the sinks to the toilet, causing a lot of property damage. They called it the, the Devious Lick? I always thought, I thought the Devious Lick was more like the grocery store trend people just like fucking lick ice cream and shit and then put it back i don't know you know i thought it was more like that i didn't i remember the kids stealing shit because i have friends who are teachers and they're like i'm so fucking tired of this new trend where kids just steal shit from the school and we have to like find it back and you're like how did you even get that how did you even you brought your tools to school so you could remove the sink from the bathroom like you know how much effort in knowledge you have to do to know what right parts you is bring even bringing in a fucking toolbox to school to steal a toilet because like it you're gonna need more than one thing you're gonna need more than one tool to i only know because i've installed a bidet on a toilet <laughs> um so i didn't know it was called the devious lick that's kind of weird um i never really understood the whole pet rock thing tbh all right the pet rock which I'm only going to make a guess here. I'm not actually knowledgeable on the subject. I'm going to make a guess that the idea came from a kid wanting a dog or a cat or a pet, and you, as a par- an a parent that doesn't have a soul, says, no, no, no pets. I know, you want, I know you want love, and you're not getting it from us, but no, you are not getting an animal. Um, but get you a pet rock. Which, to be fair, I think it's more fun. I think a pet rock is more fun than a pet fish, for me honest. Fuck fish. Fuck fish. You know? Does that, I mean, it's cool if you have a little tank, but, like, same time, you're one of those guys, like, I'm obsessed with my fish tank. You know, calm the fuck down. 
that if you if you're obsessed with your fish tank, you need to get fucking laid, dude. That's a sign you need to get that that's a sign you need to just fucking hire a prostitute. At that point, like you're desperate. You need to hire a prostitute if you're like really into your fish tank. Just hire a prostitute, dude. At the, at that point, it's like there's no shame. You're like, why did you pay for a prostitute? You couldn't get on here. Well, I really needed to have sex because I was getting really into my fish tank. And uh, yeah, it's a good thing like guitars. Like chicks kind of like guys who play guitars because it's like when you're really into guitars, it's not the worst thing. It's not a red flag when a guy's. It's a red flag if he's like tries to sing you songs and shit and write. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call myself a red flag. Uh, 10, the tapeworm diet. People would supposedly eat a tapeworm to lose weight. Now, I'm not saying you should eat a tapeworm. I'm not saying you should do that or take the eggs into your body. However, I will give the people who do it this. It does work. It does help you lose weight. It will help you lose weight. So, the tapeworm diet, it does work but you could die. You know, it's like, but you're going to die. You're going to look pretty thin when you die. So you can, you have that open casket, you know, when you have that open casket funeral, you're going to look great, dude. So, you know, take the risk, you know, to eat that tapeworm. That's a good trend. I don't know why you're putting it here. It's a good trend to eat a tapeworm. Okay. People pretending to be poor or working class without any of the actual drawbacks, like the hipster wedding in the 2000s that got a lot of flag for having a Depression-era hobo theme. Whenever I see stuff like that, I think of the Zoolander fashion show based around homelessness called Derelict. Derelict, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, people who like to act poor. I like people who, like, do extreme camping. You're like, all right, so you have a couple days off. And so for those days off, you decided to be homeless. Cool. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. Some camping's fun. I think if you brought, like, friends with you, I think it'd be all fun. I think you're just getting drunk and goofing around. That's usually what, what it's like. I'm a big glamper myself, so. <clears throat> COVID-19 spreader event parties. How we all, how, why the United States has more people die from COVID. Remember when people would die from COVID? Now it's just like. And it's just like you take some pills or something. You make sure you get a vaccine, you take some pills. Everyone's good. I'm like, remember when it was a problem? You know, remember when it ruined all of our lives? It's cool shit right there. Uh, number 13, the girl boss trend. It's mentally exhausting. The thing with the girl boss trend is it only the only people calling themselves girl bosses are in multi-level marketing schemes multi-level marketing schemes those are the people who are who call themselves girl bosses they're in a pyramid scheme they're getting scammed so when you see that it's just fun to feel bad for them and watch how cringy they are you know sometimes you just gotta cringe at the things you don't like and that way things will get better all right, recording yourself doing actions like giving food to people experiencing homelessness with a camera in your hand. It's not a charity if you expect something in return or if you're taking advantage of others. That's kind of cringe kills me. Yeah, it is weird because, you know, they're doing a good thing, you know, and it's hard to say, like, hey, don't do that good thing for people. But then they're also going to film it and, like, try to get uh, good boy points from God, you know. You know, you know, because we, we've all been laughing at those submarine memes, okay? And we need to make sure 
that is documented when we do good shit. So when we get up to heaven and God's like, you laughed a lot at those Titanic memes, you know, the people who fucking imploded in a submarine. You laughed at a lot of those. You saved a lot of them to your phone here. But then you had to be like, but God, I did a lot of charity too. And what charity did you do? God's like, I don't, I don't, I never saw you do any charity. Pull up the, pull up the video, pull it, pull it up, God, pull up YouTube. And you show them that, yeah, in case God wants to be like a, you know, like a corporate, like HR lady. It's like, we have no proof of that you ever did anything. And then that's why you have to keep a paper trail, you know? It's a fun time to be alive, folks. It's a fun time to be alive, especially if you have to work a shitty job. It's fucking sucks. Pole sitting, set, testing how long you could sit on a pole and dance marathons, testing how long you could dance in the early 20th century. I don't get the pole sitting thing, um, and the picture does not show pole dancing. But the dance marathons, I think those are kind of fun, you know? It's like the person who can dance the longest wins, you know? It's like uh, you know, it's like you have to put your hand on a car, and the last person with their, that has their hand on it wins the car, you know? I always think those are kind of cool. I don't really see those as trends. I just think those are fun. You know, and it's like, I'll participate, but I probably won't win because I will probably get diarrhea at one point. And I'm like, no, when, I'll probably have to shit at one point. I'm like, and I'm like, I, it's like the choices are either shit your pants, which could help you win, but if the person, the other person's gonna stick it out, you're gonna have to sit, you're gonna be there with poo in your pants and. Honestly, the way I'd get out is I'd accidentally take my hand off the car. That's probably what actually happened. Dude, that'd be the, the real story of what happened, uh, how I lost. Literally any TikTok dance trend, I used to work in a school, and the kids would be trend dancing down the halls, running into walls, and other people because it was the thing to do. Maybe I'm just old, but all those dances are just goofy as crap. See, the thing is, I, I don't know anyone who actually likes watching people dance on TikTok, maybe like dancers, but if you're an actual dancer, you're not watching some 15-year-old who couldn't even make her local school, high, like high school dance team. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch that fucking bitch, you know, dance. I want to watch like professional dancers. If I'm going to watch dancers on TikTok, I'm going to watch the pros. I'm not going to watch like some like shitty 14-year-old dance. Like, and so, and I don't even know anyone even, like, kids I know. I'm like, I don't know anyone who just watches people dance on TikTok, like, to songs and lip-sync to songs. Like, so I knew. But, like, people are watching that shit because I see they have, like, 4.5 million likes on it. I'm like, you know, it's fun. I like to play roulette. Like, if you see a hot girl, and be like, I bet she has a lot of likes on this video. And then, what do you know she does? What is, what is it with hot women getting a lot of likes on social media for barely wearing clothes, you know? So, what a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! Okay. Alright, the clown trend, that happened a few years back in 2016. People over the world started reporting evil clown sightings. That was a fucking weird... That was fucking weird. We Did we ever even get an answer for that shit? Like, the closest thing to an answer I saw was like, oh, yeah, they were doing it to promote the new It movie. Like, parts one and two. I'm like... I don't think that's true. Like, that's the best thing I've heard about it. It just happened, and then they then they stopped. Fucking weird. You know, if you're wearing a clown costume to try to scare me, and it's not a situation where I need to be scared, you might get murdered. I mean, I don't know. I'd fucking beat the shit. I don't even care. If it's a woman. If Unless it's a, if it's a dog dressed up like a clown, I'll, they, they're fine, you know. But not humans, you know. 
All right, we've got the last one. And finally, that one where men would dip their testicles in soy sauce because they believed their balls had taste buds. I don't know. How old do you have to be to to know, like, hey, my how how old do you have to be to learn that, like, you know, I don't think my balls have taste buds, you know? Your balls is where your pee is stored, okay? And why would you, why would your balls have taste buds if it's where pee is stored? Okay? So stop that shit right now. Don't don't be dipping your dick in balls and some soy sauce. Okay? Unless the only time you should be dipping your balls in food is if someone's gonna num 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 right off your balls. Can I, can I, can I, can I? Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It's time for Oh No, Our Tables, where I, the smartest person all of you know, answer questions. And then, if you didn't ask the question but you want to know the answer, I have all the answers for you. So, uh... Let's just jump into it. Why did my boyfriend stop watching porn after we got together? <coughs> my boyfriend and I have been together for a while now, and every time he's in the mood, <laughs> while I'm busy, uh, sorry. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! 
when I'm busy. I asked him if we he can just go watch some porn. He told me that ever since we started dating, he stopped watching it. I asked why, and he hasn't given me an answer besides, I do it out of respect for you. I told him that I don't mind, and it's quite alright if he does what he wants. I informed him that it wouldn't be disrespectful to me at all. He insists on not watching it, but I feel bad because I know he wants to. Is he generally doing it out of respect? Or is there something he may not be telling me? So yeah, um... There's a lot of different things that could be going on. I do think, um, at the end of the day, I do want to tell you that, hey, if you don't want to look at porn, you you can't be forcing, that'd be weird. Honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Fellas, if your lady is uh, trying to get you to look at porn, and you say no, you might be gay, okay? I'm not saying you're happy Pride Month, but I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm not saying anything, but you might be gay. If you, you're like, I don't want to look at porn. <laughs> yeah, porn. Ugh. Beautiful women. <laughs> no, um, so there could be a multiple different things. Like, if you grew up super Christian, I would say, because when you grow up super Christian, purity culture is a bitch. And the best thing I can really, I think the best example of that is, um, you're talking about how in Christianity, porn it's basically cheating on your partner. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. No, it isn't. No, it is not. Uh, you know, there has to be... I feel like the nice thing about porn is there's not a lot of effort into watching, jerking off to porn. There's not a lot of effort. But, like, to cheat on your spouse, there's a lot of effort you got to put in, okay? A lot of shit you got to do. Uh, so if he grew up that way, even like if he doesn't believe that shit anymore, he prob which sounds probably correct because if you're in a Christian relationship, you're you'd be like, my man better not be watching porn. Well, uh, he, he could be like you know sometimes we have things like I still do Christian shit. I look like a kid. I still look like I'm like a youth pastor or a, or worship leader, but in reality, I look like someone, and I know this. I look like someone who would host a Food Network show. I do look like that guy. I'm not saying I look like Guy Fieri. I'm saying I look like a guy the Food Network would hire for their food show. And guess what? I would do a fuck. I would do a great job at that shit. Okay, I would not hesitate. I would. I would be like. I'm gonna be like Phil Collins making the Tarzan soundtrack. It's just a kids movie. We just want your music in it. Don't you know? Just make some good songs, okay? And uh, you go over the fucking top with it. Like you're just like straight fire. I think about Leanne Rhymes and her song, Can't Fight the Moonlight. I'm like, it's just a song for Coyote, Coyote Ugly. You don't need it, nothing, nothing too big. And she made fucking Can't Fight the Moonlight, which is a fucking banger. Great song. So uh, there's things, you know, there's things you do. You know, even if you grew up, like, I guess this is like a former kids in former cults type of thing. You still do weird things, like, sub, you know, subconsciously, because you just grew up doing that, and that's just a seems like a normal thing to you when in reality it's not um so you may be thinking he may be thinking maybe could could be like a morality type of thing and i'm glad you actually had a discussion about this because i feel like you're the type of lady that i think we need more of in the world at least this opinion where it's like hey i don't want to have sex with you right now go go jerk off or something i, I don't want to deal because like at the same time you don't want to fucking if you're if you ladies you don't want to deal with your man if he's full if his balls are full of pee, one thing, and then the other balls are stored with cum, you know, you don't deal with them. So that's, that's good. Just go jerk yourself off, you know, if you're not in the mood. And, you know, I think that's fine. Uh, I don't think it's cheating. And I think he's just respecting you at the same time, too. So there's probably, he probably grew up in a sense that, uh, like, 
porn, if you're in a relationship and looking at porn, it's probably cheating. Or if you're not in the mood, he can just wait another day or two, you know? Maybe he maybe doesn't have a maybe his maybe his libido is kind of like that where he'd honestly just rather have sex than jerk off, you know? A lot of different things, but it sounds like it's a it's a good thing for you. I mean, you guys have a good relationship. Uh maybe Maybe, you know, help him out. Maybe you gotta... How hard is a blowjob? You know? Well, I guess, I guess, if you're... Some guys, like, they'll come in, like, two seconds if they get their dick sucked. And there's some guys who just don't. I'm, I'm kind of on that side. Uh, I don't know. If you, if you can give him a quick blowjob, be fine. Just be like, you can't come in my mouth. Uh, and he's like, I'm about to bust. And then he just, you know, he comes on his stomach. Like, like the pathetic man we all are. So, uh, Yeah. So those are that's my advice. That's the way it is. Been talking to a guy I don't find physically attractive. He's been the most gentleman I've ever dated, brings me roses to work, and when we go out, texts me every day. Very thoughtful, helps me financially, and is super sweet. He's been pursuing me for weeks, but for the life of me, I don't find him attractive at all. Any girl would be be wished to have a man like this. IDK, what's wrong with me? He could be Mr. Right and is in front of my face. I just can't deal with thinking this man is going to want to get intimate or kiss, and I just can't do it. What do I do? Should I give it a chance, or do I just be honest and break it off? Um, if, I don't know what he looks like, so we gotta remember when it comes to the appearance of someone that you gotta understand the things you, it's like, the things you can change about your appearance, and then the things you cannot change about your appearance. So, I think you got to think here, what is it that you don't find him attractive? Is it his face? He can't really, he can't really do anything about his face. Height? He can't really do anything about his height, okay? Dick, like, you probably don't know his dick size. Sounds like you're fucking friend-zoning this dude pretty aggressively. Uh, so, really, the answer is, if you, if you really don't want it, break it off. And also, give him some money. Give him some money. If he's financially, if he's giving you money to help you out with shit, you need to pay him back or make it up to him in some, give him, Honestly, if you if you don't have the money to pay him back, give him a suck his dick, okay? That's going to be the best thing to do. And guess what? The nice thing about his dick is you don't have to look at his face, you know? You can just stick down unless you're and if he's like, "Look at me in the eyes. Look at his forehead." You know, you don't have to or look pat or look at his hair or whatever. Uh, so yeah, there's that like hair greasy, smells bad. Uh, you know, smells bad, doesn't know how to dress himself. Those are all shit you can change about a guy, and some, some of those things, like, there's, like, don't try to change a guy, but there's some things you can change, every guy is gonna change a little bit at some things about himself to get laid, okay, uh, and it's the idea of, can he live with these changes with you, and, like, if, he, if it's really a bad thing, he's, like, I'm not happy, and it's not gonna work out, um, yeah, but it sounds like he's a good guy, though, that's the thing, though, uh, my advice would be to, you know, to learn how to refurbish men. You know, if you, if you don't know what a refurbished product is, it's basically, uh, what I've been told is that a refurbished product is a product that was broken and sent back to the company, you know, then the company fixes it and then sells it at a discount and, but it's claimed refurbished. So it's like, we found the problem, we fixed it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're DK oldies, you just wipe it down with the magic eraser and then call it call it 
work good. Uh, but yeah, no, I would I would definitely say um, if if you can't change his looks and he's just you just don't find him attractive, there's nothing you can do to change his appearance, you know, to make him more attractive to you. Attractive to you. Uh, I would say, yeah, you definitely need to call it off. And I would 100% say uh, either pay him back with the money he's made for you or give him a blowjob or give him, you know, at, at some point, you know, I don't think that, like, you know, the idea of, like, you take a woman out to dinner and you like, she ordered the lobster. So, like, if she ordered the lobster, that's the most expensive thing on the menu, she needs to put out, you know, I don't think that way. I think it's, like... Just because you buy her shit doesn't mean you she has to repay you with sex. Like, I don't think that way. But we all know we all know when you should, you know? Like, it shouldn't be the rule, but I think it goes without saying. Like, we, we agree with it and don't agree with it all at the same time. It's a gray area, and uh, gray areas are confusing, so... Yeah, I would say if you really don't want to be in a relationship with this guy, you need to call it off. Like, don't, because it sounds like you're fucking friend-zoning this dude, and I feel bad for this dude at this point. Especially when when money gets involved in this shit, that's when things get really bad. So yeah, I think you need to do that, and you got to suck his dick, too, to make up for all the money you've taken from this guy, even though you're leading him, because it sounds like you're leading him on and uh, with no intention of, you know, putting out. So you need to put out. Why do people have zero sympathy for the people on the submarine? I mean, I get it. it was supposed to, it was a stupid decision, but there's still people who don't deserve to die. Yeah, so I agree with you. I would say they don't deserve to die. However, I think I, I said that I believe in the my name is Earl Karma, and so all I believe is it's karma. And why people have zero sympathy for these people, I would say the main reason would be is that one. $250,000 to even get a seat on this, on this, on the, get to sit crisscross applesauce on the floor of this little giant fleshlight. Uh, it still, it does look like a fleshlight, okay? It, the, the sub looks like a fleshlight. Uh, so it's $250,000 to get in this thing. So you gotta be rich already to even get in this thing. So the only people, the people who died are billionaires. And uh, like I think of, like I say, you can't, become a billionaire without being unethical and hurting people. That's just the facts of life, and that's how it is. So these people probably did a lot of bad things in their life because you can't become a billionaire without doing bad things. And, yeah, and so another thing is just we're at such peak capitalism that, you know, this guy, the guy who made the sub, he's, like, cutting corners to get it to work so it's cheaper, but yet still charging $250,000 for a tour of the Titanic and the submarine. So, so yeah, there's a lot of things. Like, it was, you know, it was a stupid decision, and, yeah, it's just peak capitalism because capitalism is uh, make the most amount of money while, you know, paying people so little and doing so little and cheap, doing things so cheap and cutting corners and stuff like that. Cutting corners... Yeah, have you ever cut corner? Like, have you actually had like a square, a piece of paper, and then he cut the corners off of it? You're just making more corners, like you know, you know, you're not actually making things better, uh, and especially with shit like that. Like, would you, would you let this, would you let those people run a roller coaster? Absolutely not. The nice thing about roller coasters, you can see people die before you, you know, and, and like they, 
good, a good roller coaster is tested out a lot, you know? So, yeah, I think that's why people have zero sympathy. They're just, it's just rich people who, you know, if you're, you know, rich people, they, you know, they had to do unethical and horrible things to get that millions of dollars. And, uh, yeah, and so they hurt a lot of people, and karma got to them. So, since karma got to them, they're, they're karma's problem now. Still think it's funny how the fucking Logitech remote survived. <laughs> they found it on the fucking ocean floor. The Titanic, it's like a, the Titanic, the ship. And then, a Logitech <laughs> gaming controller <laughs> down there too. Um, yeah. And if you really want the Titanic experience, Branson, Missouri has it. I went to that thing. It was alright. It was alright. It was alright. I think I have Titanic on VHS, which, you know, cool, what a time to be alive. Because like, oh, Netflix, you can just watch it all straight through. Back in my day, we had to take out the second VHS in the middle of the movie to put it back in, you know. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Any tips for guys in the dating scene who are responsible, responsible gentlemen, but tired of getting the I wish you well, you seem really nice feedback? Best advice I can give you is lower your standards. And, you know, if you're like, if you're the kind of guy who's like, I don't like fat chicks, you're, you're going to have to date fat chicks. I'm sorry. Like, I'm telling you, like, you're, you know, you, you think I sound mean and shit like that, but it's like, you have to, if you're, it sounds like you're reaching out of your league. And I'm the type of guy who reaches out of his league too. And, you know, uh, when you're reaching out of your league, people out of your league want to kind of be with people out of their league, too. You know, it's just, you know, it's how humans are made. Uh, I wish you well. You seem really nice. So, yeah, you know, if you if you lower your standards and find a chick in those standards, uh, they will, you know, they will. Uh, you will get lucky, you know. That's that's the trick we hear people is like, I've slept with over 200 people. Okay. The logistics of all that saying that all those women were 10 out of 10, very low. If you want to sleep with a lot of people, you're going to sleep with a lot of fives, okay? That's that's the real life lesson there. If you want to if you want to get laid a lot, you got to you're going to be you're going to be getting some low numbers in there, you know? And that's just the facts of life. Does social media make it harder to get a girlfriend/boyfriend? I think I think there's two sides to this coin. I just watched uh, The Dark Knight last night. Uh, but I want to say, yeah, I think what the, I think the big problem is, I think a lot of people are meeting, you I mean, we're meeting a lot of people over the internet now. You're, most of you probably met me over the internet, so uh, that's cool. That's neat. That That's suspicious. But does it make it harder? So I think it's how you go into it and wondering what the person on the other end is wanting to go into this because you know if because if the other person's like yeah, i'm looking for a boyfriend not you 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 left 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 you're gonna have a bad time i think the internet does does some for some reason raise our standards for what we want in a partner and like these appearance wise because we're all we're all trying to look hot on the internet you know it's just, you know, it's pretty normal for all of us to try to look hot on the internet, but no one looks that like that in real life. Like, how many, how many, if we go to Instagram today and just look at all the, all the photos posted on Instagram today, 
how many of the women in those photos probably sucked in like their little gut? You know, it's not even a big gut either. Either I'm not I'm not fat shaming anyone. How many women do you think sucked in their gut today for photos? A lot of them, a majority of them probably. And so it gives us unrealistic. I think that's the the real problem with social media is it gives us unrealistic expectations. However, if you meet someone on social media and you trick them into going on a date with you, I think it could work out really. It works out really well. So. One side, uh, it helps you meet people, and I think that's the great part. The other problem, the other side of it is, like, we, we, for some reason, have to raise our standards. Because when you shop in a store, if you need something to go to a store, you just buy the best product they have there. When you're, like, shopping online, you're like, I'm going to scour 500 websites to find the perfect one. And we made dating out to be like that. I hate it, too. I'm not on dating apps anymore because of that. I just, I, I just be weird in real life, you know? Um, so yeah, so it makes it harder. It makes it easier to meet people harder. I think it can make it harder if you're legitimately just searching for a boyfriend or girlfriend. I think you're going to have a really rough time because I think, uh, it, it's really unhealthy, but how we look for, we, how we look for mates on the internet. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not the way, it's not the way, you know, the flying spaghetti monster intended for things to work. So that's when we need to calm down. Do people really visit dermatologists just to get pimples and blackheads squeezed? I'm a huge fan of, huge fan of pimple popping videos, especially blackhead extractions, but it made me think a lot of those videos look quite professional. I understand there are some things that a person could tea couldn't do themselves, like on their back or really large affected cyst type things, but I'm talking about simple blackheads on the face, so are people really making an appointment paying and taking time to go to a dermatologist just to do something they could do at home? Uh, yeah, I actually thought that for a while too. It's just like, why are people, cause I didn't know before he, when you first get into like pimple popping videos, you're just like, how could you let something get that bad? Like I get a little zit and I just pop it so it doesn't grow anymore. You know, I, that's like what I do. And like, you know, blackheads, you just squeeze your nose, try to get a lot out. Um, there's, there's a lot of big things. Um, a lot of those videos, especially when they're blackhead related when they're like especially if tweezers one by one a dermatologist wouldn't do that because that's the it's estheticians i think is what they're called uh they do a lot of the extract videos of like blackheads on the face and stuff like that i know dermatologists can do that too i think dr lee does that but she like charges a lot for stuff like that they do charge a little bit more i don't think they're medically necessary so a lot of insurance don't pay for it so you're probably paying out of pocket if you're in the united states i don't know what they do in the uk if you have zits but estheticians are usually uh the ones taking care of that they're doing facials and shit like that they're the ones making all the plucking out all the individual blackheads or squeezing them out uh dermatologists are mainly for like they will if you have really bad cystic acne uh, sometimes they pop it if it needs to, be, you know, if it's like popping it like, uh, cystic acne versus a cyst, like cystic acne, they'll probably put like a steroid in it and then it'll like go, go away. Um, if it's an actual cyst, like, or lipoma, if you've watched any Dr. Pimple Popper, like they actually have to like numb you up, cut you open, get it out and then sew you back up. So dermatologists do, do more stuff like that will, you know more hardcore stuff and where estheticians will do like, we'll pop the pimples on your face and that, you know, and the, I'm not saying estheticians are bad or anything. Like they, they're doing a lot more than just, uh, just going fucking straight in there with some tweezers. 
they're like, you know, they're like steaming your face, putting on a mask, and then loosening up the pores and putting retinol and shit like that. So they're doing a good job too, but it's just it's just good to figure out the difference between esthetician and a dermatologist. That's the thing. Okay. Do you think the advent of smartphones has a positive impact on society, or do you believe life was better before the widespread use? The advent of smartphones has undeniably had a significant impact on society, and whether it's positive or negative depends on how one views it. On one hand, smartphones have revolutionized communication, making it easier and faster to connect with people around the world. However, there are valid concerns about the negative consequences of widespread smartphone use. Some argue that it has led to decreased face-to-face interaction as people become more absorbed in their screens rather than engaging with the physical world yeah you have a lot of interesting points there yeah i remember meeting people like i'll meet go to show i'm like hey nice to meet you and whatever and then like the conversation stops and we're just standing there and then i'll immediately get a friend request from someone i'm like and like they're not super talkative in person but they overshare on social media which is fucking you know those people are fucking crazy and then they vague book if you know what vague booking is, you're a cool guy. I mean, when you post vague things on Facebook, they do that, and a lot of, you know, a lot of people, Disney adults too, and I, like, love seeing people complain. I kind of enjoy that shit, you know? That's what I really like social media for, just watch people be fucking weird on the internet. Uh, is it making society better or worse? I mean, there's so many individual aspects that come into the invention of a smartphone uh, that's just far more like some things it has made better it's some like the music industry like people don't buy albums anymore we're just streaming and streaming doesn't pay that much so you can talk about it like that and that's not a very good thing but then you can also think about how like oh now they have my phone um i can you know just be like a uber driver or deliver for doordash and shit like that and it's like, I don't have to deal with a, a boss. I just have to can drive around, do this, make a little money. And then I can go home and, you know, have fun. I can work on my own schedule, work on my actual dreams and stuff like that. So you have interesting things like that. Um, I would say the invention of smartphones. Uh, I think smartphones themselves uh, have made society a lot better. I think the the what you're probably trying to say is social media. The invention of social media has probably made society a lot worse. And I still use that shit, so uh, I'm not the one to be making uh, throwing stones and making judgments on people. But uh, yeah, I would say smartphones have made done a positive impact on society because, especially even in like an emergency, everyone has a phone, so we have that, and like we can film cops now when they're uh, doing illegal shit and uh, committing war crimes against citizens. So that's also really cool. So. Yeah, I would say smartphones have a positive impact, but social media is n- the one impact. And social media is so in, like entangled with our phones. So that's something, I mean, that's why anyone would ask a question like this and think this way. So I'm not, I'm not shaming you. But regardless, though, that's how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for checking out the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Speaking of social media, follow me wherever you are on your socials, at the Shweezy, wherever you're doing that. My music under Shweezy, getting some final mixes done. We're going to have new music soon. Uh, Twitch, this Thursday, is going to be my last stream for a while, so definitely come check that out as I defeat Tears of the Kingdom. Patreon page, uh, go check that out. We're going to have Cash App and other stuff too. As well, so make sure you're checking that out. Free shit. 
Uh, make sure you're subscribed, leave a comment, like the video, especially check out the YouTube for those who are not on the YouTube page. And on the audio platforms, leave a review, give us a rating, and uh, share with all your friends. So, how do you feel about butt drugs? Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.